Casey. Michelle. You ready to do this? Yeah, let's get started. Now I'm really starting to like this. <laughs> I, I dance it. to it every time. I bop along. I know. Yes. It gets me ready to talk about celebs. It's it's a good <laughs> it's a good like. Now you have a Pavlovian response to it. <laughs> the second I hear that song going on, I know it's time to dish some tea. Yeah, yeah. I might have. I might. I, it asked me to join the recording weirdly, to, oddly today, so it might start off with no, with me talking to Gordo. Yeah, I heard so, that. Sorry, I just my figured, bad. All I figured, no means yes. So we can, we <laughs> no, can start. The opposite. Opposite. <laughs> <laughs> there was he started barking at a dog, and I was like, no, not right now. You know, I'm recording. We're busy doing real work, aka educating everyone on what's going on this week. <laughs> Utilizing our Sunday fun day to the best of our abilities, writing yeah. you up to date information. What do, do you want to start off, Gaze? Yeah, we'll do a little um, piggyback on last week, a little update. That was uh, we were we questioned kind of how Chris Evans was going to spin his dick pic reveal, and he did <laughs> he did a great job. He just tweeted out, "Well, now that I have your attention, vote." So good job. And now nobody's talking about it. Yeah, no, it was a good way to. We've all moved on. It was definitely a good way to handle it. I mean, there's worse ways. So, I mean, for that, he at least. Yeah, we we were curious if it was going to be like a, you know, a turn into a bigger blunder or just kind of like a a little whoopsie daisy. And it's a, a quick little whoopsie daisy. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that I really wanted to highlight on more is the fact that, you know, last week we also talked about how we wanted, like, the whole Marvel community to comment, and apparently they didn't hear our cry. No, they've really been quiet. But Jamie Lee Lee Curtis did, whether it was directed to And this is just a classic Michelle issue. So explain your issue over this comment. Well, so Jamie Lee Curtis's response on Twitter was, my boy, exclamation point, proud of him, got my attention. And for anyone who knows... Or who doesn't know, I guess. She played, Jamie Lee Curtis played her, um, Chris Evans' mother in the movie Knives Out. Which literally just came out last year. So (laughs) Michelle thinks this is crossing the boundary. Well, it's just like creepy. And honestly, it got a lot of like people online were definitely creeped out by it. So it's not. Oh my God. People need to stop. Don't make me feel like I'm on an island alone. No, I mean, I want to put all these people on the island with you because it's so they probably flirted up and down left and right on that set like, no i'm sure she flirted and hoped he would respond no because he would have watched halloween he's the perfect age to have uh, fantasized about her and have watched halloween and she's still a sex bomb in in the hollywood like community among the horror film Okay, well, Fanatics. I'm not in that community, so I yeah. find it creepy. Yeah, you can find it creepy. I'm just always also pointing out why. What is the why are you finding it creepy? Because she played his mother, and well, it and was... it's also like it's one thing to come to someone's defense, like the Mark Ruffalo. It's another thing to be like, no, I think this is very Mark Ruffaloian. Like you guys both could have texted him. Mm, I don't know. This one makes me feel like she's trying to get more clout as a result. And the plot. I don't think like, Jamie Lee Curtis gives a damn. I don't about know. She clout. clearly does give a damn because she tweeted. I don't know. No, I think she was just poking fun at him. Probably. I just didn't like it. It <laughs> creeped me out, and it clearly creeped out enough people that it was a storyline in many articles this week. All right, I doubt it. I have not seen anything on it. Oh, I saw a bunch of articles because I don't follow her on Instagram. So no, neither do I. Yeah, and he's only yeah he's he really pushes his like uh, his the initiative that he's starting online more than anything else. Well, that um his political initiative. 
Oh, yeah. But yeah, yeah it yeah. was fun flirting. It was whatever. I just think he did a really great job of, yeah, you know, making was, a joke out of it. It was a good way to respond. And also, I mean, if you're going to have a dick pic come out, now is the time because the news cycle moves so quickly. It's like, like, yeah, every 10 minutes. No one even cares anymore. Yeah. So I guess in that sense, that's a positive on its own. Yeah, uh-huh. good for you, Chris. Yeah, no, I mean. Good for you all around. <laughs> We're here for it. Um, well, we've also been updating where in the world is Brad Pitt. And I guess we, yeah. we can give an update, even though um, this isn't necessarily giving you a location in terms of where you can find him on GPS. But I think we could say Los Angeles, no? Well, I'm not sure where he was. He could have been with your his girlfriend slash... You know, I don't think this chick's even a girl. Like, you know, I think this was a you weekend. Think he's back from Europe already? Back in the yeah. US? Yeah. Okay. Well, well he, I mean, he's the kids are in LA. If he's got, if he's doing custody um, agreements and stuff, like, you know, he's going to be, the court's going to require him. Yeah, true. All right. I'd prefer him being in the country. I also just felt like the lighting in that in the video I don't know why I was like all my gut instinct was like oh it's so sunny he's in Los Angeles as if the rest of the country isn't sunny at all or Europe's not sunny I feel like yeah he, in the video it looks like a black blank space he could be anywhere but basically for those who have no idea what we're talking about <laughs> Brad Pitt among many other celebrities were in it was in a star-studded table read of um the movie fast times at richmond high which um sean penn and um dane cook put together i think the funds were going to oh i didn't even realize they put it together that makes me so concerned they're friends well because the it was to raise funds for core community organized relief effort which is a nonprofit charity coordinated and co-founded by sean penn um He's the only one who's from the original movie that was in the table read, but yeah, Dane and Cook, Judge Reinhold was available. Can we just point out that Judge yeah. Reinhold was very available? And so was probably Phoebe Cates. I'm sure. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they're not doing anything, <laughs> but no one would have. I mean, maybe they thought no one was going to watch it with the original cast. Yeah, no, it was just yeah. It, I think it's just Sean Penn being a you know and his normal piece of shit self. But yeah, yeah. So besides but- raising money for charity. <laughs> Yeah, and didn't he take down what's his face, El Chapo? Not like with the government's help. Like he just El Chapo, equally egomaniacal, wanted to meet a movie star, Sean Penn, and then that was the opportune time to find out down. where El Chapo was. Like they they needed to find out where he was. It wasn't like Sean was a double agent for the U.S. government and went down there and figured that out. He they just. Um, I think El Chapo was like sleeping with the woman that knew Sean Penn and was like, oh, we can get Sean Penn. Yeah. Set it up. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, I think Dane Cook was more of the one who like did all the operations because he was. And I think everybody was like, why? When they started finding out. Yeah, (laughs) because he was the one I saw doing all the press for the doc for the table read but yeah basically they did this table read um where they went through the whole movie and it featured like basically every celebrity you could think of julia roberts brad pitt jennifer aniston um we had morgan freeman was the narrator which was great um i haven't watched the whole thing yet i've probably matthew mcconaughey matthew mcconaughey shia labeouf who played spicoli which is just great in itself um i mean that's good casting that's what i'm talking about yeah and it's, oh I, I see a henry goulding yeah henry i see was jimmy kimmy kimmel i think is that ray liotta yeah ray liotta yep. john legend so, okay that's pretty much everybody yeah. yeah i mean there's definitely enough if one of those people wasn't enough, you got several there that would kind of tie you in. And the best part about it was the fact that Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt were in a Zoom meeting for an hour and a half, and we all got to see it. And I highly recommend anyone watch it because just from the clips that have been leaked, the intro of them saying hello to each other, 
you know, they're be they're both saying hi with using their last last name. So it's like just so adorable. They're flirting, and then there's a specific scene from the movie. It's so awful. I want to die. I want to curl up and die. Whereas it's so funny because Casey was like, "This is so cringeworthy," and meanwhile, I can't. I'm like, I can't get enough of this. I'm so uncomfortable. I need there to be like set specific boundaries on their relationship. I need to be asking specific questions. I need, I need a lot of answers. I mean, they were basically reenacting like one of the more sexual scenes in the movie, right? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. The scene I mean, where- it's the iconic. Phoebe yeah. Kate's bikini scene. Bikini scene. And in the film, Judge Reinhold's character is jerking off to, uh, I mean, technically, really, his sister and his sister's best friend, like hanging out in the pool. Phoebe Kate's being his sister's best friend. And he has this fantasy while he's jerking off in the bathroom and watching them that, like, that she comes out of the pool slowly and takes her top off and is like, You want me, don't you? And and so that's that's the iconic right. scene. And yeah. that scene, like when you're seeing them. And then he gets caught it. masturbating. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's just brutal. Yeah. So already, like no matter who's playing those two parts, it's a little uncomfortable. But then you have Jennifer Aniston and Red Pitt, who are obviously married for many years. And we all secretly want them together, even though he did her wrong. It's the only relationship that makes sense. It's the <laughs> like, only one I'm a, I'll prove where a woman takes the man back because I just like want them together, especially when you see them together in this video. And like Jennifer just plays it so cool. And like the world was okay when they were together. So if they get back together, the world will just be yeah. okay it's again. It's like it's back to the 1990s when things were fine. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just so funny. I highly recommend it because you, you can tell from Zoom that brad is uncomfortable he's like smiling his face and jen is cool as a cucumber jen is so effing cool meanwhile you have like kimmel laughing hysterically you have (laughs) that's who i would be i'm the jimmy you would be kimmel you have matthew mcconaughey who's smiling and nodding his head and if he was sitting he can't handle it you know he would be saying all right all right all right like (laughs) he's like why don't you two young birds just get back together i don't see what the problem is here you have literally morgan freeman at one point saying like jesus oh my because it's like getting so hot and heavy (laughs) so uncomfortable I, i texted it to casey and i said i need a cigarette after this it was like the tension is too much i can't handle it i'm so obsessed with it i like yeah i mean if that isn't an advertisement enough to watch it i don't know what is um you know the table read made fifty thousand. so if nothing else oh i was wow i mean it maybe hopefully it goes up from there because it's got a lot of headlines but you can watch it for free on youtube so i don't know how okay i don't know if it was stupid on their end Maybe it was maybe it's monetized by views, hopefully. Well, maybe it started off as like you had to pay to watch it and then eventually it went out on YouTube and like Ugh, Sean. I don't know. This is such a Sean Penn move. He's <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, I mean, at least that was the last, you know, as of I think Friday, the article I read or Saturday okay. it made fifty K. Maybe it's made more, but like you can watch it on YouTube and it's not like you need to pay for it. So I don't know how it it would be getting more money unless it's like some kind of, you know, um, advertising thing. But yeah, I mean, even if it was for free, it's worth it just to see the two of them on screen together. <laughs> I mean, the world went crazy last year when they were at what was it, the Golden Globes together in the back, yeah, um, on stage you know, behind backstage. So backstage and they touched hands. They and, touched hands. It yeah. was everything. So this was like, even though physically they weren't next to and each other. And didn't he say hi to her when he was like on stage to win something? It was like, like, yeah, he just calls her Anison and she calls oh, him Oh my God, my dream. Is that really that turns me on? I want my husband to call No, me I'm into name? it too. Oh my God. So into it. Yeah. So, you know, we just needed to keep everyone updated on the Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston status because if we had it our way, they'd still be together. Yeah. And I'm just like, I, and I also just don't even think 
I don't know if we're ever gonna see him again with this other like quote unquote girlfriend. Like I think I don't they think just so. I, I yeah. think I said it last week. Like I don't see him really getting with anyone right now. I I see him. I hate that they just him. start calling anybody that he's seen with. Well, that's the girlfriend what's happening with Army Hammer because even last you know since he's been with. Um, rumor willis which we you know talked about last week he's already been seeing yeah maybe even a couple weeks ago yeah yeah so it's like that he's just playing yeah they're all playing the field but it's just annoying that good i mean you know it's it's not like they need to get married it's i just would like for them to address (laughs) they can be like they'd be like no we fuck but that's not my girlfriend (laughs) can they do that is that not classless and totally ridiculous well maybe if we got them on the pod we can ask that specific question because i just need them to like if they're not having a conversation about their exclusivity status with each other then they're not boyfriend and girlfriend the role and that's yeah that's what i learned in middle school so (laughs) so if if i don't call yeah if we don't have a conversation where we call we tell each other we're boyfriend and girlfriend then we're not boyfriend and girlfriend yet until you define the rate define the relationship dtr it's not yeah. a relationship. Yeah, exacto mundo. So, and it's tw- and it's gonna be twenty twenty, and I'm just excited for the hedonism. No, we are twenty. Be... We are in twenty twenty. You mean it's yeah in twenty twenty one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I'm I'm just in general speaking, like moving forward now for the next few years. Uh, it's just like get ready for the level of hedonism. Yeah, once to begin. Once I'm, I'm ready for a roaring twenties over all over again, man. <laughs> Anything's possible, man. I'm here for it. So, um, yeah. Should we go to the other Chris story? Yeah. That we got going. So I was reading up on um, Chris Rock was quoted this week for saying, like, blames the Democrats for, quote unquote, letting the pandemic come in. And I got kind of annoyed by that headline. Hopefully not for the reasons you think. <laughs> Because I was annoyed because it's clearly not what that conversation was. Like, Chris Rock is a stand-up comedian. This is somebody who has a very strong understanding of, like, the big picture of the world and how things happen and knowing you, like, he would never say a blatant statement like that without it, A, being, like, a joke of some kind or having... There's always going to be more conversation behind a statement. And I just got very annoyed that that was just taken and like splashed around because it's obviously not true. Regardless of his political standings, like he's just not somebody to polarize a situation like that. And so I started reading up and that was his conversation with the New York Times. And from what I read in that article, I honestly could not find (laughs) that part of the conversation. I was like, am I in the wrong article? But they're like, no, it's from the New York Times article. And the article is extensive. It covers um, a huge amount of information and conversation. And I found it to be pretty interesting. It's very interesting look and like what Chris Rock's life has really been for the past few years. He's gotten a divorce. There's been some hot water. I don't know if anybody else was paying attention to this, but towards the end of his marriage with his first wife, they adopted a child from Africa, but then it also kind of turned out that maybe the adoption wasn't entirely legal. And then it kind of turned out that Chris didn't really have anything to do with the adoption. Yeah. I remember it being more of like the wife or the, yeah. So yeah, like she's on the paperwork. Like she was the one kind of making this all happen. And he through when he was getting divorced and he was claiming custody and paying child support, he actually asked to not pay child support for their adopted child. So I really have no understanding of, I mean, my understanding of that relationship is there is no real relationship, but I can't imagine how complicated it must be because this is also now a a younger girl being raised with your two daughters that you are yeah, like taking care of. So yeah, I can't, it's, yeah, it's gotta be very complicated. Um, but that that's just a little tidbit. And then he was going out with Megan. I don't remember her last name. She's been in a bunch of stuff. And they went to, um, uh, like, she was, I think they went to, they went to, like, do a lot of Jay-Z and Beyonce stuff. She was always pictured, like, obviously very excited to, like, be at these things. And she's not a bad actress, Chris Rock. 
Oh, I know who you're talking about. She was on yeah. like some Nickelodeon shows back in the day that we would watch as kids. Yeah, and she it just seemed like um oh I, her last name's gonna be hard for me. Icha Kun Woki. Yeah, yeah, her it's a Nigerian last name. I I remember her doing something like she was on the Steve Harvey show. I remember. Yeah, um, yeah, she's a very prominent actress in and, the nineties. Yeah, she's and if you saw her, you definitely sense. yeah, hundred yeah. percent. But yeah, she was definitely um, excited to be brought into the lifestyle for a minute because at the end of the day, Chris Rock is one of the top in-demand performers and yeah. able to command a huge amount of money for his stand-up shows and he's respected and um and the you know he's he was Chappelle doing, level I was gonna say and the reason he was doing the um press is he's in the new season of Fargo which is about to be out released yeah. and it, yeah it's a new image uh new imagination new imagine what am I trying to think of it's a new imagination of reimagination yeah thank you i I think i was just screwing that up um and and so then another article came out as well that so i i really honestly could not find anything that was um trying to be political in his conversation that wasn't anti-trump that wasn't like more liberal than not so i just thought that headline was obnoxious what i did find in another article he does with vanity fair that was super interesting was he was actually has been diagnosed. Somebody suggested, I guess he was probably explaining his relationship with people and how he picks up on things and his observation skills. And I mean, when you listen to his standup, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's ne- it's unreal. It takes it to the next level of like what he's seeing. And it's like, obviously this person's brain works a lot differently than most people's brains. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And he um, actually was diagnosed with a, um, it was it's a learning disorder that um oh no i lost it it's a nonverbal learning disorder an nvld which is very interesting it doesn't say that it's part of the spectrum and i don't think it is because it's a learning disorder which would be different than being on, on the autism spectrum yeah um, and so that was super interesting to learn um, because what he's been doing is taking like seven hours of therapy a week oh, and wow. like trying to really push himself and challenge himself. So he taught, he, um, he got swimming lessons and learned how to swim for the first time. Um, and now that he's in his fifties, he isn't, he's like, do you know how hard it is for an adult man to learn how to swim? And I was like, I could only, it would just be so bizarre. Cause it goes against every like motor skill that you understand. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah um so that's just the other i just felt like his conversations for his press were being twisted and the more interesting stuff was not being picked up but i am very excited to have his voice back and i will definitely check out this new season of fargo i've dipped my toe in in between the first season was billy bob and i tried but i hate billy bob and then the second and i think it was also called billy bob in the movie also I think so. I'm 99% sure. It's a Coen Brothers. Um, I don't think he had a big part in it, um, but because it's really Frances McDormand. And... Yeah, no, I remember her being in it and William H. Macy and Stephen Buscemi, but I couldn't remember if he was in it. He might have not been. And I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. Um, uh, no, yeah, I guess he wasn't. He just has that he fits the bill you know yeah i know it was like, <laughs> it was clearly good casting on their end. yeah yeah and that was um and then the second season was jesse plemons and kirsten dunce which is supposed to be the best season and then the third was ewan mcgregor and now this is chris rock and they're gonna go back in time on this one so i'm really amped and that was why i wanted to discuss chris rock because i just felt like that headline was bullshit and that there was other stuff that was much more interesting about what he was talking about so if you have any interest check them out and also get excited for Fargo. Cool. Well, I guess we'll go into breakup of the week. I'm sure by now everyone probably knows that Cardi B filed for divorce on Tuesday to with um, Offset, who they have a child named Culture spelled with a K, but not affiliated with the Kardashians. Important to know. 
Yeah. Did you also know that Culture got her first uh, Instagram account account today? Yeah. She's over half a million people. Cardi B is all over it. Ugh. Um, I'm, I'm a little bummed out that she did that. But yeah. Doesn't surprise me. I mean, Cardi is a woman of the people and how... And it's not like Culture can run, you know, even look at it, so it's fine. Yeah, no. I mean, we'll see if it if this account continues but for now she has it but yeah so dangeroso man the alert goes up people immediately go to thinking oh she's filing because he's cheated again because Mm. as many people remember they broke up for a hot second a few years ago because he was caught cheating um there were rumors that he potentially had another baby out of wedlock and that's why she filed but She went on Instagram actually this weekend on Friday to make it clear, like, as to why she was, um, why she filed. And she said it was really just because they were tired of fighting. You know, clearly they're two different people and they like to raise their children two different ways. And it was just getting to a point where they didn't want to do that. And I know Casey loves the line. I'm okay. Wanted to let y'all all know. I have not shed one tear. Yeah. And she was just like, she and was like, like I'm was, over. I'm good with it. I, I'm happy with my decision. And I'm like, yeah, Cardi. Yeah. And like they both, I mean, she claims she wants the divorce to be amicable. Um, you know, they don't want it to make it terrible on her. At the end of the day, Cardi doesn't need offset. Whether it was he cheated or they really are just arguing. She clearly, her career is, not that his isn't, but hers is at another level in terms of how it's climbing. Yeah, true. And if anything in her life is not going the way it should, she's just I like, can't imagine he'd be super amped about that if like his were to take a dip right now because of touring. I mean, everybody can record and release music. So. Right. But he's, but she's part of, really been he's able part to... of an ensemble, even though he does stuff on his own. Oh, that's true. Amigos. Yeah. But like she's basically the number one female rapper right now if not artist right now yeah agreed obviously we talked about this last week and she's not a one-hit wonder by any means yeah she's not a one-hit wonder she had the biggest song of the summer probably with i'm still listening to it every day yeah casey's still there her number one fan on that jam and i mean she her instagram i actually didn't follow it for a very long time because i'm not a huge fan of hers i don't dislike her she's just not as a rap fan as a rap um connoisseur connoisseur she's not really my type of rap but i don't dislike her i i, I, li- I, like I appreciate Minaj. interesting okay i appreciate her style because i can because it's so slow <laughs> like i can you totally can actually hear it. what she's saying yeah. <laughs> well i just appreciate... not even actually hear what she's saying i appreciate the level of lyricism of one of like buster rhymes or even like megan the, the stallion like when you can go to that speed, that to me is like a, a just unimaginable talent. I appreciate that Cardi. I feel like like makes it dumber for me. She also, in my opinion, has much better collaborations than Nicki Minaj. Like she gets much better people to collaborate with her. Um, I mean, granted, she's been out a lot less time than Nicki Minaj has been but well don't you wouldn't it be reversed don't you think nikki is probably real bad at building business relationships well sh- there's a lot of rumors that she's like not easy to work with yeah and she doesn't seem to have any friends or participate in the industry and nikki's been taken out of the industry for a, a couple of years with these court cases with her family and and her husband is like an ex-criminal and so yeah she yeah, was like not I mean- trying to listen to anybody when they were trying to pull some PR moves with her. Yeah, Nikki has obviously gone into a lot of beefs. Not that rap isn't about beefs, but hers sometimes tends to be, like, really catty, and, like, I don't know if you remember. I don't remember if it was the VMAs or... Don't you think it was the Grammys? I think it was the Grammys. She, like, came for Miley, like, in the middle of... Oh, I was thinking of her and Cardi at the last Grammys where, like, shoes got, like, thrown. Like, somebody... Didn't Cardi get hit in the head with a heel or something like? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I was just thinking like on like it's one thing to do stuff behind the scenes and another thing to do like on TV. Yeah, and like she came. I think it was the VMAs, maybe when Miley posted and she just like came for her. And honestly, the only celebrity I can think of right now that still like is 
a really good friend of hers that's not in the rap scene is Ariana Grande. Like, they have a relationship because they've had songs together. But, like, she's done songs with Beyonce, and you never really see her with her anymore. So, I don't know. I think Nikki probably, if I had to guess, definitely rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. And if you do that enough and someone else comes along who's just as talented, if maybe not more, then you have to really be careful. Or, yeah, it's putting that specific bill of... Like this is the hot person right now, and this is and she it was. Very, it's got to be exhausting to stay when, relevant. Yeah, and when Cardi came out, she was very vocal about Cardi not being talented, and so like people were like, "Is that insecurity? Is that just rap beef?" Yeah, because there's always rap rap beef. But and just like stay in your own lane, mind your business. Like people will bury themselves eventually, yeah. and yeah, if you're gonna come in with all that hate, like there's so much room for everyone yeah i mean there's a there can be more than one female rapper especially when they don't really i can understand where nikki's saying that if you want to do like more traditional like you were mentioning right but but at the same time like it's a real bad it's a real bad look yeah especially when someone's up and coming and like everyone is collaborating with them and clearly is it well liked by the industry so it's like you're it's only a losing battle Come on, Nikki. So, I mean, mean, she doesn't want to hear from us. But Nikki's pregnant right now, anyway. So she's probably just like taking it easy in quarantine with the baby and the husband who I think they live out on Long Island. Who she should have never married, but whatever. (laughs) That was, that's just my opinion. What do I know? (laughs) Everything. Um, Should we switch to what we're watching? Yeah, I got, we can, um, I'm diversifying my portfolio <laughs> and there's a handful of new things. This is my kind of fo- portfolio to diversify, by the way. <laughs> it's the only portfolio, portfolio I understand to diversify. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, there's a whole bunch of different things going on. So um, this week, this will be something that is really after my heart. This is my bread and butter. I got two of my favy fave British boys. They're actually ones they're from Britain, but one's Scottish and one's Welsh. What Michael Sheen and David Tennant were supposed to put on a play in the West End. That's London's Broadway people, if you don't know. And they were going to play. Um, I, sh- I could have Googled the play before. I, I want to say Icarus, but I could be wrong. I don't really know that play. It was just a, a, a word that I pulled out of my ass. um but the play i remember reading the articles about the play um was that the main thing was they're gonna switch lead roles every other night and so they're gonna like depending on which night you showed up they were one was gonna be the villain one was gonna be the protagonist and that hadn't been done with this play before and so people were like oh great it's a very very snobby very like pretentious um production uh, and then COVID happened. So the thing got canceled. So what they did, and this is, it's very, very funny. It's very mockumentary. It's very a mighty wind, a best in show. They started to film a show. It's only six 20 minute episodes of them in quarantine discussing how they're going to try and convince Michael Sheen to keep rehearsing this play while they're in quarantine, kind of just to like, be able to have something yeah in preparation even though i guess like they know the play is never going to happen but what the shows that actually turning into is michael sheen and david tennant are clearly unraveling while in quarantine (laughs) and it's very very amusing and like michael sheen is like putting his alcohol bottles in his neighbor's bins but like his neighbor finds him through cctv the night before and like make like comes over and embarrasses him and like and Michael and his, um, uh, David and his wife have five kids all together. And there's a lot of jokes of them being in a bedroom, like alone together. And they have no idea where their children are. And they're just wearing like their hair is a mess. They're completely mentally falling apart. So I find it very funny that I would recommend it's called staged on Hulu and it's real fast. It's only 22 minute episodes. Yeah, that's, quick and easy yeah it's like a it's a pretty you much know, like a movie TV is so hard <laughs> so it's so hard to get sit down and spend 22 minutes looking at a tv uh and then we have pen 15 is back this week <laughs> also on hulu that show is i'm halfway through the second season now 
and I have to stop myself because it's so painfully real. Yeah, I mean, I think the most people listening to this are our age bracket. So, like, if you're not watching this show, like, stop right now and start watching it because it is literally your childhood. Oh, it is so creepy. It's so real. I'm curious. I mean, I know a lot of other people have also identified with it. But just the fact that we're the exact age, yeah. so all the very specific pop cultural references and the clothes and the hair of 1998 to 2002 is dead on. And so it, I just see myself in pretty much everything that they do and every theme that they have per episode is dead on. The last one I just watched, they thought they were Wiccan. Oh my like, god, like because the craft came out? Yeah, it, I mean it's uh, well they open it with they're watching Are You Afraid of the Dark? And oh I almost I was like where is this sh- is this show back on? Because I want to watch it and be scared today because oh. I would so be ser- scared if they watched. Yeah, I never watched it I was too scared. Yeah. For oh my those- god, I would watch 20 minutes and I could never finish it. I'd run away. For those that don't know what Pen15 is about it's basically the two people who are the leads in the show are the writers, producers, creators of the show and it's basically following two awkward girls in middle school in the 90s but they're 30 year olds playing 13 they're our age playing basically like exaggerated versions of themselves in middle school and it's beautiful and and they look bizarrely like middle schoolers like there's no fun yeah it's not like sexualize them yeah exactly And the best part is that everyone else on the cat, like all the other kids are played by actual middle schoolers. It's the best joke that it's the most intense genius joke. And it has been on TV in a while. Like there, I remember season one, there's like a kissing scene and you're like, wait, are you going to have an actual 30 year old woman make out with the actual 13 year old? And they don't, but there's a good way that they do it. I don't know. It's just, yeah. It's very obviously um, not sexual and not right. It's, it's not, just what would have happened in middle school. So it's all a disaster. Yeah, there's an episode from season one where they like it's all about getting your aim and like building their aim profile oh, and their screen names. And then there's a and dance so episode hilarious. where they go to the school dance and like one of the friends was maybe supposed to get po- ready with like a more popular girl. And then how they dance with the boys at the dance and like the little dramas that are happening. And then they both get felt up at the same time by one guy. And they're like, oh my God. It was like, are they in my middle school? Like, did they go to my dances? Like I am, it it was so unreal. It was unreal because it was too real. Yeah. It's so funny. It's so relatable. And everybody loves it besides us. Yeah. I mean, everyone loves it. And I haven't started season two because like, apparently because of covid it's only half a season it's a little over yeah i mean they did 10 episodes first time they got seven in the can this time oh okay not yeah. terrible no um, it's definitely gonna be make you forget about scary sunday scaries and tomorrow if noted. you check out a couple episodes you'll just want i don't think you can it'll just be tough to go back and forth because it gets very cringy of just like, yeah, this was, I had those conversations with those boys and I, or like I got caught doing something of that level of embarrassment by the boy I had a crush on, you know, like it's, it's really also dead on. Like the clothes they wear and like the hair the clips, the makeup. All yeah. The, like the posters are all like Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and Leonardo DiCaprio and literally everything that was our lives. It's crazy. Uh, it's a it's a twenty twelve out of ten. Highly yeah. highly recommend. Oh, uh, no. And then and then the last one that I'm sure everybody else already knows about because it's number one in like pretty much every country that's on Netflix right now is Nurse Ratchet or just Ratchet. It's Ratchet on Netflix. Ryan Murphy's new creation, Sarah Paulson, based on the character Nurse Ratchet from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And we weren't sure if this was going to be more of an American Horror Story situation or kind of which way Ryan Murphy was going to go with it. But I watched the first episode last night and it is very much um, more of like a film noir mystery thriller type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's um, there's definitely like there's a little bit of gore. There is some murder. But the twist that happens in the first episode is not at all what i was expecting so that's when i texted you being like oh i think you're clear to watch this like it's definitely not horror american story type like nerd eh, 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 
vampire psycho yeah. killer. Okay. It's Sarah Paulson creating Jeez. this really bizarre character and it has I don't you didn't watch Bates Motel, but it has a very much like Bates Motel type vibe. Uh, and so I, th- I think you'll like it I, I mean everybody's gonna watch it it's, it's, it has all the right people involved for me to like it it's more yeah. of whether I was gonna be too scared because I'm a baby yes yeah, and I don't I think, think you will be It looks. I think you'll be very intrigued it. yeah no I'm down um, yeah and Finn Wolf Finn Wolf t- he was in the big short yeah no I know who you're talking yeah. about he's cute yeah because we love the big short I know I love that movie it's um, so good so and you forget, funny. and you don't even, re- I didn't even realize Jeremy Strong's, like, who There's Jeremy so Strong many people is in it. So many people are in it. That's yeah. what it's so good, including Brad Pitt, but. Yeah. I think we've talked about that. Maybe we might have talked about the big short. Like, I might have to watch it again. It's, it, I, it comes up too much in my day-to-day life. I know. It's like as if we're their PR people. <laughs> we could be getting money on the back end for the amount of time I talk about that movie. You're welcome, Adam McKay. <laughs> um... Yeah, what are you well, watching? What I'm watching, I've been watching for a few years. And for those who are afraid to announce this to their friends, I will be happy to be the first one to acknowledge. Yeah, we want to remove all shame and stigma. 90 Day Fiance. I cannot express how entertaining this show is. And I will say there have been spinoffs. So there's 90 Day Fiance, there's Before the 90 Days, which follows people. Before they're debating on whether they get the 90 day fiance um, visa, because that's basically what 90 day fiance is about. You have these couples that meet internationally, whether it's online or someone goes to a country for vacation and they meet someone and start, you know, a relationship that they then extend long distance until they try to get them over to the country. And so there's that one. There's before the 90 days where they're still figuring out whether they want to bring them over or the one that I really love, which is 90 day fiance the other way, where it's instead of having non-Americans move to America, it's the Americans moving to their like per- the person that they want to live with, but in their home country. So it's a lot of third world countries. I think we're calling them developing nations now. Oh, developing nations. Okay. Um, There's a few where they've gone to, like, Europe, but very rarely it's usually... But you're doing this for research because we need to get... Well, I'm doing it because, (laughs) as everyone can probably get a sense, I love any type of reality show slash documentary. I love to learn via TV. Yes, exactly. That's the only... That's the best way to get education. Yeah. And so I'm just learning about, like, horrible relationships that are making me feel better about being alone but yep. also I've learned a lot about the immigration laws and like what you can do and can't do and the rules for getting someone over to this country visas that exist um, but more importantly it's really the insanity of these humans like there was this one guy who lives in Vegas and was talking to this woman um for several years online who lived in ukraine he had tried to visit oh yeah yeah can you remind me their names again david david David. is the guy's name lana is the woman in the ukraine okay this one was great this one's insane and he's gone to the ukraine a few times because in his mind that's where like all the beautiful women are Oh boy! Like, okay. If it was up to him, he'd live in the Ukraine, and I'm like, okay. I mean, if they all look like Mila Kunas, I am, I am moving there too. I'll suffer <laughs> through that winter. I love Mila Kunas. Well, what, but that's not the case. That's, that's not, not the case. And the best part is, so where we meet him is when he's talking to this woman Lana, who he's already been talking to online for years. He had tried to visit her a few times already. I think. When we meet him, he had already gone to visit her three times, and every time she didn't show up. So, like, already, why are you spending money to visit someone who won't show up, a.k.a. is a catfish? And he's still sending her money. Not to mention, he's been sending her money, which he said if he could add it all up, it was probably $100,000. Which, already, it's like, who has $100,000 to waste on anything let alone a person that you've never met 
you've never spoken to on the phone. They've only spoken on chat via this website. That he has to pay for. That he has to pay to be on. And, like, it's not like the dating apps that most people in America are used to where it's, like, you just swipe, you talk whenever you want to talk, and they respond whenever they do. Like, all, both of the people need to be on the app at the same time. <laughs> oh it's God. very shady. Um, but anyway, he goes to the Ukraine to, to see her for the fifth time. She doesn't show up. No surprise. He goes back to the U.S. and everyone in his family is telling him, like, you know, you shouldn't, you need to move on, find someone in the U.S. He, like, gets a private eye to find out where she is. The private eye tells him, by the way, it's a catfish, you're wasting your time. He doesn't believe that. He goes back to the Ukraine. He goes to a location that she's given him that when he's asked I guess when she asked him to mail her something like a gift he mailed it there and he goes there she's not there and instead there's this old man who's like yeah I've never even heard of Alana like it all seems very fishy and then for some reason he's still like willing to meet her one last time and the whole world is surprised because this woman shows up but do like, we? Is it confirmed that it's like the woman he's actually talking to, or yeah. it's, it's conf- okay? I was because thinking it was also it like exact- somebody that was paid to speak to him on behalf of whoever's well, scamming him. No, it was definitely the girl. But as we learn, as we she learn, probably works for like a, a criminal activity. Well, no, funny. it's apparently it's a and this again, you learn a lot about cultures in these in these countries like apparently and i knew a little bit about this in terms of like the mail order bride and yes in that in that region of the world but there are a lot of these scams where these ukrainian or russian women are on these apps and they talk to a lot of men and they kind of over promise in terms of like being in it's a really real easy to get men to spend money on you but michelle and i have yet to yeah understand. we haven't cracked that code maybe we, yeah maybe we need to learn russian in order to like get that i don't know i mean i like talking in an accent so well that uh, went a little french right there so that is not <laughs> i mean Ukrainian. I'm, not even, I'm not even gonna attempt but yeah, it's just so crazy. Like, and that's not even the craziest relationship. You have people no. who, you know, move to the other side of the world to be with someone and they get pregnant and they're using a Google translator to talk because neither one of them speaks the other language and you're having a kid with this person. It's just, it makes me feel really good about myself. It also makes me learn a lot about the different cultures in the U- in the world and it also makes me learn about immigration law. So I feel like it's a win-win-win. <laughs> um, you know, especially if you are a fan of reality TV, I would put this, I'd rate this in like the eight range on a scale of one to ten. Like, it I mean, is, yeah, if you're, I, if you, this should just be like the third or fourth person to tell you to start watching this show because any podcast that I listen to, I do listen to a very distinct group of um, people that spend their time together like I I listen to podcasts of this clique of friends <laughs> but they all like a, a handful of them cover and are obsessed with especially since quarantine Nicole Byer actually just then started a new podcast dedicated to 90 Day Fiance yeah. this week or last week as well it I haven't heard bl- that it's one definitely yet, blown but... up during COVID because yeah. there's limited you know new stuff and there's a lot of seasons and every yes and every season for the most part follows different couples you will have and that's where these like new show spinoffs have come on like they will sometimes follow up on couples so you can see like is this couple still together or how many more kids have they had or are they still living in their parents' basement even though they have five kids? Like, it's very interesting to see how these people are living. Um, there's this one woman who literally yesterday was arrested by ICE. And she did yeah. several years in Vegas. It's weird, another Vegas person. Those are the only two that have been in Vegas. But it's it's really, I mean, if you are a fan of reality TV and you're not watching this, then I highly recommend you start. Exactly. I'm on board. 
I haven't really watched it, but I listen to Michelle and I listen to the other podcasts. And that that's enough for you. Follow. Yeah. And and I feel like I have a really strong understanding of what's going on week I to mean, week. I mean, it is so good. I look forward to it every single But there's just Monday. so many different couples to look at because they do all make headlines. Not all make headlines, but there are a handful of headlines that do come out. And you realize, like, oh, these are different shows. It's all the same theme. Right. But, like, that's a couple from that season or that season. So I'm sure you'll have your favorites and you'll want to be followed up with other ones. And and we'll see. Was it not? Here, here. I got a transition for you. Was it nominated for an Emmy? I don't think it was, unfortunately. <laughs> but maybe next year. And so that will bring us to <laughs> the Emmys are tonight. So we're going to check out the virtual Emmy that yeah. is going to occur and see kind of what, how we feel about it. It might have a lot of really great bits. It might be an absolute technical disaster. Yeah. So we're just going to sit We'll tight. be watching it regardless. Yeah. If it's worth enough, we'll be recording an Emmy episode. So yeah. that'll hopefully be out in the next day or so. But, um, you we're know, just gonna see how it goes tonight. We didn't want so to hold up this podcast, so we figured let's give the people what they want, <laughs> and we'll give them two episodes potentially this week. Yeah, we might get a little mini episode coming up for you. Yeah, so I guess we should like take a power nap because we're about to have the next like four hours dedicated to the Emmys. I get. I mean, well, I mean, are you gonna watch the red carpet? I don't because I don't so. understand what the red carpet's supposed to be. You know, on E with I Brad Pitt, like but I don't understand what they would even normally, be doing. I would be all about the red carpet, but I just feel like, what is the red yeah. carpet when they're all sitting at home watching this? Yes, exactly. So, so, so I'm excited to see if anybody gets dressed. I'm excited to see who doesn't get dressed and accepts their other uh, Emmy, and not by, and and by not dressed, not not saying nude, just like you know, jeans and a t-shirt. Yeah. And I mean, Kimmel's hosting it, and he's funny, so I think it'll be somewhat. Yeah. And he's creative, and his writers are good, and he's had the summer off, so he should have put something together for me. Yeah, I just don't want to put my, um, I don't want to give it high hopes, and then yeah. you know, severely disappointed going into my Monday because I already will be. So, good call. Manage your expectations. Expectations. That is a theme of the year. Twenty twenty. Yeah. All right, pal. I'm going to go make a, I think, eggplant parm sandwich. All right. We'll be in touch and we'll see you guys, I guess. Next time. Next time. Yeah. Maybe midweek. We'll see. All right. We'll keep you posted. Sounds good. Peace out. Later, buds. Bye. Bye.